What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the planet. That's right. This is Food Sex Politics with your host, as always, the beautiful, the talented, the amazing, the brilliant Nicole Rodriguez. And bagging her up, as always, it's me, it's me, it's a D-A-B-E, your six-foot-two glass of cold brew, your food porn unicorn, your board lord, back with another episode. Nicole, busy week, busy month. What do you got? Uh, before we get to any of that, you left something out of your descriptor again, because cut. here here on out, cut, rewind, the Pad Thai Rabbi. Pad Thai Rabbi, isn't that you a fun cannot, one? You cannot leave that out. That is crucial and critical moving forward. Dave, I'm so excited. I haven't been asked to do any speaking towards yet as the Pad Thai I Rabbi. <laughs> I just can't imagine who would be at all offended by that self-granted title because I think it's uh, I think it's I just perfect. at the same time. It's, you know, you're just knocking it all out of the park. As they say, two birds, one stone, two girls, one cup, wherever you're going with that. Dave, this wheel is going to make your head spin, of course. Donnie did well, down. Cup, uh, we're already in the I, two one cup realm, so I don't know how we can I mean, possibly be wrong. I mean, that's not even on the wheel. That just sort of like popped up with you being the Pad Thai rabbi. But <laughs> we've got Donnie on the wheel. We've got role playing with Governor Cuomo. We have Women's Month meets Delhi Month, politicians' daughters, loosened mask mandates, potato oh. heads losing their nuts, social media forecasting. This wheel is popping. Are we you jacked? We are. We are to the brim, my friends. To the brim. So, Dave, would it be all right if I took a spin? I wish you would. I, I don't. I thought you thought I'd never ask. <laughs> a lot going on. So spin me up. Oh, oof, oof. Oh, you know what? The wheel came up on Cuomo is just Italian. So what I forgot to <laughs> cue up here tonight is I was going to play Tammy Wynette Stand By Your Man or something to that effect for this, this little Cuomo bit. Um, somehow, Dave, since last week, things have gotten worse for my beloved governor. They've just, they just keep getting worse and worse. And uh, you know, I, I, I've got a couple of thoughts here. One, I'm wondering, do we somehow hold democratic politicians to a different standard? Like, is Cuomo going to be under more scrutiny than if he were a Republican? I'd, I'd like to know where, you, where you'd go with that. That's such a great question. The easy answer is yes. You know what? You know what? I've always been wondering about this whole thing is what is Cynthia Nixon up to? Is she just like sitting somewhere in New York <laughs> laughing her ass off right now? Is she like enjoying her? Like, does she keep rewinding and replaying and like rubbing one out to this? I mean, it is, it is women's month and deli meat month. So she might have some different, she might have some different options there. Um, but I, I, I like if you look at what goes on in the national landscape. I mean, one look at if we're just talking words, we have a president who's recorded saying just grab him by the pussy, right? And make yeah. it what you let will. Me, let me say, of let that. me remind this little me, nugget. Yeah, well, hold on a second. Everyone seems to forget about this little nugget. Trump has twenty six accusations of rape. Did we ever hear about that? Are we hearing about that now? No, we're not. We're not hearing about that. But I think what we can do is we can maybe shed some light and maybe like role play what some of these potential conversations between Governor Cuomo and these women looked like. Because um, because maybe all is not what it seems. So I so think some of the three right now is that right? He's up to three. He's up to three. And but, all former staffers, former aides. I believe so, but let's be clear: no accusations of um, physical misconduct. So this is, by and large, oh, wait, wait. So, so I heard, uh, I heard conversation touching. I think there was opportunities to touch a shoulder or something to that effect, and I, I think, think there is a picture circulating of him. Uh, 
like touching someone's face, but it's like it was like a public picture, right? Not making it, not saying it's right, but <laughs> let's let's start with that though. I mean, you're comparing what would be called inappropriate touching to rape, right? So let's just but this let's this just put out that out there. So you're you're absolutely right, and this is bringing back memories because do you remember Al Franken when Al Franken was the senator yes. from what was it, Minnesota? Yes. Yes. When Al Franken was the senator and he took an inappropriate, back when he was a comedian, took an inappropriate picture of himself with, um, I can't even remember, wasn't it like a female soldier who was asleep? Yes, I was just having this conversation with my family, yes. To resign. Right. Because he, he didn't want a bad look, right? Trump has 26 accusations of rape. What? Why? It's not even a comparison. They they get away with everything and anything, right? And so is it? Their base lets them slide. I guarantee, if there was video evidence of Trump fucking an eight year old, they'd be like, "Oh, well, that's fine." That's a family friend. Why I really? think she started it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so there so there's so there's all that. And I'm not saying we should, we should make light of it, but can you imagine how some of these conversations between Governor Cuomo and these women might have gone down? I want to know how he prepositioned the one for strip poker, because that's the funniest one to me. There's that one. How about, you know, do you like having sex with older men or are you interested in sex oh. with older men? <laughs> so embarrassing <laughs> and like, like how did that like is there any way i'm just trying to spin my mind around this like is there any way that you maybe mean, like, that came out this way he could pull it off or is there a way that that somehow came out naturally you know i i bet it did like I bet, yeah. I think. Like, it do you like? Do you like a dry aged Italian sausage? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we I go back to the mansion. I show you my cannoli. Bada bing! Whoa. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Try, I. I would really like to. I would really like to know if there was a way that could have been natural and. Is, you is it ever just sock suspenders? You're about to find a, out. Is, <laughs> is there any way that could have come out naturally? I'm going with the dry aged Italian sausage. He that was is, just smooth. He was just thinking charcuterie. The girl looked hungry. He's Italian. It's what what they do, you know? They just want to feed people. Just trying to feed people. All right, I'm 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 going to move on because this subject is is. Just hey, Ma, you want some meatballs and some hey, Ma. Ma, bring the super sad. Yeah, <laughs> dry aged. That new shit, Ma. All right. Andy, I take I a... told you not to offer the girls the sausage in the house. <laughs> you take that outside. Then she beats oh. Terrific. Oh, terrific. It's time for a reality show there, like some sort of like a funny cartoon that could be made of all this. We've got a lot of work to do, Dave. <laughs> uh, just the perfect transition, though. Um, what do you I have I, I want your Dave, your your Dave Trump. I need your I need your Trump highlights of the week because I, 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 I missed the big speech. What a give that keeps on giving. So he basically, the unfortunate thing is he got up in front of everybody at CPAC and said that he is not going to be starting a third party. He's not going to start the Patriot Party. And really, why the hell would he? The Republican Party is in the bag for him. Like, the, he's their guy, right? Like, they're the Trump right. party. They're, they're, not, they're not family values. They're not, you know, business friendly. They're not small taxes. They are Trump. So they just welcomed him back with open arms, right? Yeah, oh, with a golden statue. Like these these Christian conservatives of not worshiping any other god were damn near blowing this gold statue of Trump who looked like 
He looked like he was dressed like uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky. Did you see this thing? Oh, so you're not making this up. There was actually a golden shot. Okay, I thought you were... No, I thought you were... Wow, okay. I'm not yeah, I see. <laughs> I, I can't think of the word of what I'm trying to say that I thought you were speaking in terms of, you know, when something's not really there. But anyway, so there's a... So they're all posing with this big golden statue of trump dressed as rocky balboa because that's normal um yeah but this is what they do so trump is basically taking control of the party which you know he never relinquished but bad news for all the trump followers out there who thought that today as we're recording this on what are we march 5th 900th what is this what day are we on right yes (laughs) well no well during this recording is actually march 4th which Coincidentally, is the day that some certain types of believers thought that he would magically be reinstated as president. Right. So what do they do so, now? Yeah. Is it, it reminds me of like uh, end times theology, right? Where people would all sell all their shit and they'd say the world's going to end. So sell all your shit. Jesus is coming back. And then nothing happened. It, it's kind of like that. So what do they do now? Do they realize that they're in this like weird fucking cult? that is never going to like materialize with anything because there was, so Congress was not in session today because there was also the theory that there was going to be another storming of the Capitol, but it turns out a bunch of them got arrested and now they know they're going to lose their jobs and everything. So now they're not as gung ho to storm the Capitol anymore. So Congress was actually not in session today because of this. So go back to that bit about not realizing you're in a cult and it's not going to, it's not going to materialize into anything. I mean, don't you think it's going to materialize right into a 2024 victory? Isn't that like a strong, strong possibility? It could, but what's Q going to do? Q needs that constant feeding. They need that constant attention. They need that constant bullshit wheel spinning. So at what point are you going to realize that you've been had? Like maybe Trump's still your guy. But when do we actually get rid of Q? Because nothing those motherfuckers have said has ever been right. Even Alex Jones turned on him. He was like, all of you people are always wrong. Which was fantastic. I, I can't believe he's not dead yet. I can't believe he hasn't had an aneurysm. Lord, hear our prayer. But um, when are they going to realize that they've been had? Do you see an end in sight for that? Well, I mean, uh, stupid people just keep proving them. I mean. They just keep kicking the can down the road. I mean, it's the same thing with religion. Like, oh, they calculated wrong. Jesus will be here next week. (laughs) (laughs) And calendar wasn't synced up. That's why it didn't happen today. Well, bullshit, kick the can down the road excuse. So I'm sure they're going to do it again, but just at one up a little. Well, now look, though, Dave, remember when we were sort of sobbing and crying and lamenting because we thought we had lost our Trump entertainment post-election? And look how, look how active he's been at least for eight weeks now. Yes and no. I mean, he really is keeping his head down. So the Southern District of New York has his taxes. Yep. Talk about him going up uh, to face two women who accused him of rape for defamation, but he's been kind of quiet. Like, the CPAC was a big thing in the Rush Limbaugh fucking funeral. But he's not gone. No, definitely not. Definitely not, and so the thing is, like, you, uh, like I don't know what's next for him. Like, without him having a Twitter, I think that's actually the biggest help for him, because you're not overloaded with him like you were, and how awful that was. So now he kind of almost seems like he could be normalized because he's not constantly spouting off about conspiracy theories. So has this unavailability added to his appeal to yes. his? Yeah. So that's a hundred frightening, frightening right. too. all the crazy bullshit and all the division and everything else. I think it would turn a lot more people off. Now we have to deal with Biden being a fuck up. So now that's forefront of your mind. Like there's, there's not that Trump distraction that would take all of that away. But is he in, is that a lifetime ban off of Twitter? 
Lifetime decided. Lifetime banned. Even said if he comes back uh, and runs for president again, they're not lifting the ban. So yes. Well, we'll get to some other social media stuff later, um, so we can maybe get to that. I'm I'm going to go ahead and spin the wheel because he again. might come up again. What a gift! Do you hear that? Do you hear that clicking? It's sexy. Oh, Dave, this is. This is totally for you. It's your favorite state making another appearance on the wheel. Maybe oh, your second favorite state. Jersey, Texas, or Florida? It is It is Texas. Oh, good old Texas. So we have the apparently the loosening of some mask restrictions there and also the firing of the head of their power grid system down there as well today oh why i, what, I don't know i can't imagine and did they, did they have an issue down there it, it's stunning that they blamed windmills and then a couple days later antarctica was posting pictures of the windmills that power antarctica and texas <laughs> said that they were too chewy and they couldn't work in texas because it was too cold you can't do that it's too cold. We can't one wind. So what do you think? Power Antarctica. 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 But too cold. Right. But just do the math on those temperatures for a moment. See what you come up with. Texas got a little chilly. So, ter so yeah. terrible. Right, just like the sacrificial lamb here, like uh, nothing is essentially changing, right? Like a whole bunch of Texans got hit with thousand dollar power bills just because of that fucking debacle yes yes that too so i doubt this will change any of that but yeah they have their sacrificial their sacrificial land for this debacle the fucking get their shit together because this is gonna happen again this this wasn't even the first time it happened this was just to the biggest extent that it's happened well, I think, don't you have to believe in global warming to, uh, <laughs> isn't there, isn't, isn't there that? So I think that might be, that might be a barrier down there by and large. Is that right? Aren't they stunningly stupid? Like you almost deserve it. You almost root for them to suffer, which I really do. I think the general, uh, I think the general political climate, Yes. Absolutely. What would have to happen for Texans to actually vote these dipshits out? What would have to happen? Oh, Again, it's the same question. It's always the same question. It's, it's what more do you have to see? I don't. I, I mean, I would say a natural disaster and the ensuing lack of relief. But isn't that what just happened? And, and the other thing is, uh, uh, I mean, how short is, how short or how long is your memory? And that's what we go back to a lot of times. It's like the news cycle is so, so quick. But if you're living through this, don't you think you'll remember this next election cycle? How could you not? Like if you're melting, if you were melting snow in your bathroom in Texas to be drinking it, like, are, are you going to, I hope you remember that next time you're in the voting booth, right? I can't imagine how you would forget it. I can't imagine how you would forget that your state literally fucking sideways. The guy who was supposed to be representing you flew off the canteen. Like, oh, what else do you fucking people need? Like, it, it, it's one of those things where I hope you fail until you realize it. And then, you know, you have to hit rock bottom. So let Texas hit rock fucking bottom. And let's be real. They didn't get hit with five feet of snow. They got hit with a few fucking inches. Like, that's how delicate their power grid really is. And they're on their own fucking grid because they value cheap fossil fuel energy. They were regulated by the federal government. So they basically told the federal government to fuck off and federal government was like, mm, okay. Well, they're going to fix it all by lifting their mask mandate and opening up all their businesses to 100%. Can I tell you so, who had the best line about this? Do tell. Anne Elizabeth. Oh, Anne Elizabeth, once again, make an appearance on the pod. Please share. The best line about this when, you know, with the news broke and Anne shared it and her caption under it was the same assholes who couldn't handle a little dusting of snow 
think that they're going to handle Corona or something to that effect. I'm probably butchering it, but the same man yeah, now going to handle this. It's well, it's, um, it's amazing how it's, they seem to operate in their own world. And it's not their own state. It's like their own, their own world. And you Is know, anyone you, else doing this? I mean, we all know what's going to happen. There's going to be another big outbreak in Texas, but you know, what's going to happen. They're going to blame Mexicans because that's always their go-to. They're going to blame the Mexicans for coming across the border. And they're going to blame people coming in from blue states. Guaranteed. Now, 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 D Dave, the governor did make this announcement at a Mexican restaurant. So don't be so quick. I think he's probably a very welcoming, understanding gentleman. The hero. It's a, a true, a true hero. Yeah, a true. that's it. That's a great call. So if you're open 100% and you're letting people in also, that's where, that's where the blame I that's where the blame will go. go with this. I promise you that it's going to lead to like some immigration reform where they say, nope, look, the Mexicans are coming in and they're all sick and they're all dirty. Da, 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 da. We need immigration reform. Build the wall. Then we're going to start that whole fucking thing again. Send, send them all to Camp Joe. Write that down. Oh, the Camp Joe. That's right. There is a place. <laughs> Take it. There is a place for them. Um, I don't. I don't want to say I'm excited to see what happens there. I'm it's not. Sure. It's not excitement, but there is. There is anticipation um, because it's like every other expert on the virus is saying, kind of like rally back and don't do anything too soon. We should all be wearing masks. I was just on a webinar today showing like the, all, all of the percentages of how you reduce your risk with masking with potentially with double masking, keeping your distance, um, how the different, you know, droplet transmission works. And so now you're going to let people into restaurants where like, who knows what the airflow is, especially in Texas, right? Like you have different, I'm sure you have your air conditioning blasting and maybe blowing particles around from table to table. But you know what? Let's just open to 100% and not even have that social distancing protocol in line in a restaurant. So it will be, I don't want to say excited, but as always, Texas will keep it interesting. But why and come out with this? Like, why? I mean, we're so close to the actual finish line. Like, we're so close. Like, just... What, a couple more months? I mean, at least a, a couple of more months let, let people get vaccinated at least. I mean, like the end is in sight. And vaccine. And that might not even be the end, you know, and that's a tool also. Like that's not that's not even the end. So it's great to say, okay, everyone will be vaccinated. But even even so after that we might be, there might be recommendations to keep certain measures in place, right? But nope, not everyone's been vaccinated. Why don't we just, and talk about counting your chickens before they hatch. Like, why don't you wait till all those shots are in arms as we've, as we've seen natural disasters and things happen, preventing, right? Like preventing vaccinations. It just, it seems, seems a little premature. Very much so. Now, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but what percentage of the actual U.S. population is vaccinated at this point? Is it? It's not even fifty percent yet, is it? Well, let's let's find out how many people are in how many residents they have, because Texas is saying um, that they have given out five point seven million doses. Just the first one, and we're talking about 30 million people. So they're saying they have, you know, about a quarter, a little more than a quarter of their population. Yeah. So not even half. Right. So we're not even at that halfway point. Yeah. Good. Good call. Well, let's just, let's just open it up. like herd immunity is what? 70%. I believe so. Yeah. Not even close to that. And you're going to fucking lift all the mandates and plus you're the dumbest fucking state in the union. Well, probably not. <laughs> The amount of fucking narcissism and arrogance in Texas pisses me off on a normal day. This this just fucking this makes my fucking eye twitch. 
and rightfully, rightfully so. Like, There's, I think every other state should put a mandate against Texas. Like, all right, fine, you go to Texas, fuck you. We don't like want you, you back. Can't, you, day like, you can't come in. Right. And, and yeah, herd is somewhere between 70 and 90%. So getting to 70 is on the, yeah, that's on the well end. This is making. Can't businesses, like individual businesses can still mandate masks, right? They, yes, they can. So that's. But, but like do you think things. that's what's going to go on there? That'll be interesting to see. So I think so. I think all the actual businesses would keep the But yeah, that's a good call. We'll see. And how about your workers who might not be vaccinated yet? That's what I mean. Like there, there's a bunch of like unions and unions have been strong during the pandemic because they've said, look, our workers aren't going in there if it's not safe. So fuck you. They're not going in. Right. Oh, Texas. You know how the song goes. Ready to, ready to take a spin onto a... Happy, oh, let's let's go into a happier place because really we're saving all the we're saving all the joyful stuff. It seems. Oh, Dave, we've got your favorite politician's daughter on the wheel tonight. One. I wish that she would show up on the podcast, and maybe you could make it happen. I need to talk a little bit about Rudy Giuliani's daughter. Oh, she is absolutely awesome, isn't she? Okay, I don't follow her as as closely as as closely as you do. I love Carolyn Giuliani. I think especially this past year, your love for her really grew. Huge. So she she really came out as like a big uh, Biden Harris supporter. She went on a bunch of uh, speaking tours. She was on CNN a few times. Not really trashing her dad. Nah, she trashed Trump a little bit. But really, it was, I mean, she's progressive as hell. Like, she's all for the agenda and everything. So she was out going really hard for them while her dad was, you know, protecting Trump from his million fucking rape cases and I didn't lose the election cases and all the other bullshit. Now, specifically, I wanted. I was looking up what happened to that first she, wife of his. She's got another side door, though. This Caroline Giuliani. Yes, go on. Yeah. So, um, she's uh, what's what's the actual? She she words it a lot better than I'm gonna do here, but she's for ending sexual shame, right? Like she doesn't think you should be shamed for liking sex if you're a girl, or if you like threesomes, or you know, if you buy a dildo, whatever, like. She doesn't like the stigma. She doesn't like all the shame attached to it. And I think that is so super fucking cool. Perfect for this show. Caroline, if you're listening, I know you're not. You need to come on. Caroline, if you are listening. Now, what's interesting, though, it's like if you read anything from the time before AIDS, basically, right? Like, if you read about that culture, um, like, I'm reading Carly Simon's biography right now. Ooh, that's so good. It's really, really, it's really, really good. And it's, I'm, I'm at the part where she's in, like, the early to mid-70s and, you know, having sex with Warren Beatty and Jack Nicholson and Cat Stevens. and She's the, um... You You're so vain. Yes. Party like you were walking on to a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I I, I didn't think you were going to stop there. You do a great. You do a great. You do a great rendition of that. You do a great rendition of that. So, so you know, obviously, her being, her being a rock star or a well-known singer, maybe things a little bit different but it's like where did that shame component come in it had to come in like around the era of AIDS right I think it's always kind of come and gone though right because anytime religion that's true that's true hold on anything religions always stamp that out pretty well so it's only been like a few glimmers really up until now I mean yeah you had like the uh the hippie boom in the 60s you had like in the 70s it was here and there 
But then, yeah, it came along completely corrupted. Everything was very conservative for a little bit. And then just now we're kind of coming back into our own with it. And still, like, there's still that stigma, right? And and maybe that stigma is just sort of magnified because everything is magnified, right? They're, everything is just, like, all out there. That's true, too. But And, and I guess to the opposite side of that, like, it's it's also more visible that you can be who you want to be, that you can be out True. and about. Cause she, True. I mean, she calls herself a unicorn, which, you know, I love. So I didn't know this, but a unicorn is a single girl who has sex with couples. That's really what that means. There's like a real designation for that. Yeah. So that, that's, that's an actual unicorn. Cause I mean, a guy will fuck anything, right? Like a guy will be in a foursome, fivesome, doesn't matter, but it's rare to find like a single girl that'll bang couples. And she's that girl. Oh wow! So you, so isn't that, isn't that funny though? Especially on social media, you see so many people, so many just like sorry, like stupid middle-aged women referring to themselves as unicorns. I mean, you have to see that and all that's, the time. That's right. <laughs> that's really fucking hilarious. <laughs> getting hit up in their DMs, like I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> like you know the ones that call themselves unicorn moms. Oh, like, I wonder cool. if there's a I wonder if there's a, a child out there <laughs> in their teens who who has figured out the real definition of unicorn. It sounds like mom, take off that fucking shirt. Oh, this that's so really embarrassing. Some cringy kid out there right now. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a kid cringing. So if you're if if you're 15. But how rare is that? I mean, I'm sure there's other girls that like to be in that situation or would like to be in that situation. But again, the stigma kind of either holds them back or whatever. Like, I think that's cool that she's out with it and it's something she likes doing. Now, there's no other word referring to that. How long has this been around? I, that's a good question. I'll have to check Urban Dictionary for that one. So she's she's a bonus all the way around. I mean... She's Giuliani's daughter who hates the Republicans, who likes to do like threesomes and stuff. Like she's great. Now, Quora tells me that the unicorn in sexual terms, it originally came from the BDSM scene in which a unicorn is a more or less submissive bisexual girl or woman. Hmm, that's fine. So yeah, maybe it's I think that's. I think the takeaway here is one: if you're 15 or 16 and and you're cringing because your mom wears stupid unicorn paraphernalia, first of all, you're too young for this podcast. But second, we see you. We stand with you. <laughs> Tell your mom to stop running on the internet like she's a real unicorn. Um, and second, yeah, Caroline, open invite onto the show. Because I think she's she, she's a she's a perfect fit. I assume she eats food, so she'll cover all the bases. Yes, I'm hoping she, hoping she eats. And she's she has to be half she has to be half Italian, right? No, that's right. Unless that's right. unless she's not really his daughter, but I think she would probably have said that by now. Giuliani's daughter from like Giuliani's cousin is she? I <laughs> um, just blew it. Oh, she's never coming on now. Never mind. <laughs> We changed our minds. Caroline, one more time. We're going to plead for it. Come on to the pod. We need you. Right. I'm taking another spin. What do we got? Uh, I, and Dave, I want to know if you could name like five or six iconic toys from your childhood. What would they be? Oh, God. He-Man, the Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe. Um, my sister had Barbies every goddamn where, so I guess Barbies plus GI Joe used to get with Barbie all the time when she wasn't looking. Um, definitely, that's like time. a rite of that's a rite of passage for GI Joe. If you're gonna make Barbies semi anatomically correct, yeah, that's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> and maybe like the cars or uh, like um, you know, remote control cars. Yeah, see, I, I think I think I would go more. And I'm only a year older than Dave, everyone, by the way. But I would go light bright, 
Hi, My Little Pony, obviously the Barbies. And I, I'd, I'd have to say Mr. Potato Head is probably up there. Oh, the classics. It's cla- that's like real cl- classic. Cl- Did you have Barrel of Monkeys before I yeah. forget? Do you remember that? Yeah. I fucking it's love like all that the, shit. Like the Toy Story toys, right? Like oh, you my had God. Yes. Etch-a-sketch and um, what else? Like Trolls were in there. Yes. All that all shit. That st- all that stuff. So... Oh, like that phone, Miss- like the phone that you, so you know, what's funny about that? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? The little phone that you would pull and it had the eyes and whatever. Yes. Oh God. Yes. That's when, like, from when you're a baby, that was the best. Yes. I just have to tell you what I think is really funny about that. My boys have never seen like a phone like that. Like I, I didn't think they would know what it was. And out of the blue, like a year ago, Jackson like picked it up and acted like he was talking on the phone with it. And I was like, how the fuck do you know what that is? It's just innate. I guess. Like, I thought that was the craziest thing that he knew what it was. Maybe there's, maybe he's possessed in some way. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he had another. He's from, he's from another era somehow. I I thought that weird fucking thing that he just like picked it, like picked it up and did like, you know, a little baby conversation on there. But I was like, what the fuck? Or maybe he's like watching Golden Girls when you're not watching now that would answer some questions. That's true. I think that's going to make more sense. That's going to make more sense. Kid. I think that's going to make a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so earlier this week, or maybe not even this week, I guess recently there was a lot of buzz going around that they were removing the Mr. from Mr. Potato Head. And my initial thought was you have got to be fucking kidding me because he's a, he's a staple. He's a classic. It's not anything. Uh, it's, 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 it's not racist. It's not sexist. There is a Mrs. Potato head, right? Um, I tell you, I thought this was like a play. I thought, I, I think this is a scam kind of. Cause it's so, cause it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, aren't they always unisex? Like you can always take like Mrs. Potato Head parts and put them on Mister and vice versa. I mean, they're basically unisex to begin with. Well, that's well, that's just that's just the thing, and that's what you do with Mister Potato. I mean, he could he could be whatever you want him to be, and she could be whatever you want her to be. Because when you take off all the stuff, they're just potatoes. They both they look exactly the same. It's not like you're a. It's not like you're a, attaching to a, a dick to Mister Potato Head. You know what I'm that saying? Like, there's no. That's where we need to be. <laughs> there's no genitalia involved. But hold on a second, guy. I want to know what our potato guy thinks of this. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Have you have you thought of maybe partnering? <laughs> imagine you but imagine you could okay hold on i we have to get off topic for a minute but imagine like with because this is how mr potato had must have started right is that someone stuck some shit in a real potato I was like look it's a person yeah somebody got right? weird with a real potato no that's exactly right <laughs> right or the time i put googly eyes on a potato for to promote the podcast it, should, it probably started innocently like that imagine like there's like backlash to this and I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. There's no need for backlash, but anyway, imagine people are like, yeah, I want a manly potato. And it's like, well, you go to the produce section and there has, to, there happens to be a little baggie of little like potato privates. Potato dicks. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you need to be. See, I, I, that. I think that would make people happier. Cause this is why, this is why it sounds like it's such a ploy. Like, we're taking Mr. off and then, you know, the right loses their minds and like the idiots on the left cheer. And I'm just like, this is this right. thing. It's basically been genderless until you put on whatever you put on. Like it, it's so fucking stupid. Like I remember. So we, again, taking it back to my two boys, they have a potato. So we probably got this for them over a year ago now. And it came with a couple different potatoes and male and female i guess male and female parts but not really parts like accessories or whatever i was gonna say don't tell me don't tell me your kids already got the potato dicks before anyone else <laughs> we, we're, we're, Very, beta, we're beta, your, your kids beta what are you what are, hey boys what are you doing this weekend 
beta testing potato dicks. <laughs> Good stuff. Daddy, I need the B cup. Please, <laughs> please report that. <sighs> so the real deal, and this is the this is the tweet from Hasbro. They said, while it was announced today that the Potato Head brand name and logo are dropping the Mr., I am, haha, proud to confirm that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. So the real story is that they're, make, yeah, is that they're making everything just um, the potato world, but they're still going to have... You know, they're still going to have Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. But you raise, you raise such a good point. It's that we take these little tiny issues and someone on the left is like, yay, yay, yay. And then the right goes nuts and it creates another like chasm, right? And just gets everyone further and further away from being any kind of reasonable. Well, not so, only, like, you know what else I think too is sales of Mr. Potato Head must have been down because I guarantee they went through the fucking roof once they announced this because every right winger was probably like, "We need a Mr. Potato Head," and fucking <laughs> whatever. Right, and and on and on the other and and on the other end, you know, you have like Glad's. No, oh, Christ. Um, you know, you have Glad saying that, you know, Hasbro's helping kids to see toys as toys and, you know, encouraging encouraging them not to have to conform to gender norms and blah, blah, blah. It's a fucking potato that can be anything you want it to be. How does this change anything? It doesn't. That's what I mean. I exactly. think Hasbro created this whole thing to make money, I think. I think this is probably was right. I think it's to make money. I think it's to spike the sales for Mr. Potato Head on the right because they're all going to run out and buy it. Then as soon as they take the Mr. off, all the fucking left morons are going to buy it. So I, I think this is nothing but a ploy, and I think it does nothing but make them money. Getting news in, yeah. On, but, they, but they'll get it on both sides because you say, oh, we're dropping the Mr., and everyone's like, oh, this is so inclusive. I'm going to buy this for my kid again, and then they probably clarified, right? Then they clearly, they did clarified, and you're right. Then people from the far, far right be like, I need to get that Mr. Potato Head before it's gone. They're not yeah. going to take away my potato dick. I mean. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fingerling. This is <laughs> an Idaho. I've got an Idaho in here. In case only anyone. The, only Mrs. Potato Head gets the fingerlings. Anyone was. Gets the finger legs if she's if she's lucky if she played nice and put on the the <laughs> um the parts with the most eye appeal. Start her out with two. Yes. <laughs> so we've got we've got two items left on the wheels. Since we're talking, one out. Since, well, since we're talking since we're talking potatoes, I want to transition to. Another delightful food topic. What, what month do you think this is? What are some things that you've heard? So right away you think March and you think St. Patty's Day. But I've also just learned literally today that it is uh, National Women's Month. Okay. Well, don't care too much about that, to be quite now, what honest. what does it mean to you as a woman? Do you, should you I, be, I what does that mean? How, how should I celebrate this? Dave... I could not even give half of a fuck um, because what does that, what does that, what does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I, I think it's, again, I think it's a marketing ploy for all the incels to be like, when's Matthew? Right. Right. Okay, I don't know. Maybe you send me, maybe you send me a card. What I do have to check and see if the, yeah, let's see if any cards exist. Yeah. If you find, if you find the appropriate card that says happy, happy women's month, to my podcast wife or something to that effect, then that would be appropriate. But really, what, like, are you doing something for your wife because it's Women's Month? No, like, I, I don't know what it means. Like, so I know, like, during Black History Month, you're supposed to honor, like, Black inventors and, um, you know, civil rights leaders. Is it the same thing? Am I supposed to honor, like, Susan B. Anthony and, like, women's suffrage and... 
things. Yes, that but but how, but how? I don't are know you gonna do? Are you gonna do a food fetish Friday with? Um, I don't know. I no, I wasn't planning. With, on. Like Emmeline Pankhurst as the theme. Like what's <laughs> these old stuffy broads? Right. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Not to not to downplay. And I suppose you could be celebrating the female contributions to our society as we do so during um, during Black History Month. But it just doesn't quite feel the same for some reason. Yeah, maybe it, that's just me. It seems so forced. Like it seems like one of those things that like schools invented just so they could make kids like do a presentation on a women's suffrage figure. Yes. Oh, it's Women's History Month. You know what that means? Oh, shit. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got to talk about Susan B. Anthony again. God damn it. I think that's probably where that went. But uh, where, where did Harriet Tubman fall? Does she get like two months in a row? <laughs> I think she should. Well, let's give her two. Let's let's you know what let's give let's give See, some I mean, people too. No, so I mean like for the kids in school, like can they just recycle the Harriet Tubman project from February? Uh, you know what? If you're if you're smart, if you're smart, you choose Harriet. <laughs> you choose Harriet Tubman, and then you reuse it in March. Right. <laughs> and you show that teacher how you're working the system. <laughs> right. What the hell are they going to say? Yes, especially if you're a woman, and then you're going to celebrate your your wit and your. <laughs> And your <laughs> and your talents for thinking ahead. You're gonna say I'm working smarter, not harder. Fuck you. Here's my report. Kids, that's what you need to do. So start your projects in February with a woman, and then just carry it straight through into March. Listen again. If if you are high school age, you're too young to be listening. But at least we're here with some tangible tips that I hope you will enact next February. We're like so just. Yeah, we're like we're like those um like cliff notes. Not that any kid knows what cliff notes is anymore, but they just Google um, them. Uh, more more importantly, it's deli meat month. Deli meat month. That's something important, isn't that? No, isn't that something worth celebrating? That is definitely something worth celebrating. I love me some deli meat. That's fantastic. So, Does that so, not make you want to go have a sandwich? I was just gonna say I would love a hoagie right now, or or, or a. Or, or, or a sub, or maybe you want a grinder. A pull boy, I don't care. And any of those things. What is your, what is, so, so you're obviously very much one with the meats right now, the cured meats, the deli meats, because you put together these amazing boards. I um, love giving people my meat. Oh, just keep that, keep that mm. meaty goodness flowing. Mm. Don't, don't stop it. Especially not not during Dally Month. So we all know how you put together a board. How does Dave Shirotsky, the Pad Thai rabbi, how does he put together the appropriate sandwich? And what are his deli meats of choice? So I'm generally an Italian guy. So any any and I guess, hey, hey, well, I need the gabagool. Right? Why don't they say capricola? <laughs> I don't understand how capricola becomes gabagool. <laughs> Somebody get Cuomo. I need to know this. What is he? I, what is he going to come down to earth and get on the show? <laughs> he's he's probably going to be free pretty soon, so we'll have to get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! I so like, so you, you go Italian. What are your I favorites? Go Italian. I like a spicy Italian, so I like to get the hot peppers on there and everything. But yeah, I love the Italian. I love Italian deli. Hell. Yes. So what's your go-to? Where where are you going? You know, it's it, Dave. That depends. Are we, it's like, are we going American or are we going Italian? Because if I'm going more American style, I'm obviously going to do something with roast beef, right? So I'm going to probably go roast beef, maybe provolone, or if I'm doing a hot sandwich with roast beef. I was that. I was going to say, oh. where is the deli meat line between like a roast beef sandwich and like a cheesesteak? That's a good question. I think it depends where you're getting it from because I go to my local deli, Brands Deli, Long Beach, New York. Thank you very much. Fucking delightful. So mm -hmm. if I'm going to get a hot hero there and it happens to have roast beef and Thanks. cheese... 
And I, I think they might do bacon on there. It's just, it's a delight. Like, I'm not considering that a cheesesteak. I'm not in Philadelphia. Like, why am I calling that a cheesesteak, right? Yeah, that's a good call. I, j- I just, so am I wrong in thinking that most deli meats are cured of some sort? Or blind meat? Right. I don't, th- so they are prepared, right? So they've been, so they've been cooked and they are, and they are prepared and they are ready to eat, but not all of them are cured and aged and dried and all that, like a gobble right. Turkey or chicken or whatever. Right. Or roast, I mean, roast beef, same, same thing, same concept. Right. And I, I you know, like when we're talking about stuff like your roast beef and your Turkey and some of those other leaner choices, like those are, those are good choices and good sources of protein for someone on the go. Like I don't always have, I don't always have leftover steak lying around. I have steak. I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably eating it, right? I'm probably eating it that night. It's nice when I have it leftover. Problem that you didn't eat it. Yeah, exactly. So like I might have it, but chances are, chances are low. So something like those choices are great. I think to just to like have to add even like to an egg sandwich in the morning. But like my heart is really with some of those things you mentioned like i love prosciutto i love mortadella i love gabagool the gabagool and then how does capricola become i don't get oh no it's it's just it's like the digression there it's it's bad yeah it's 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 like a a pissing match of who's more italian you ever see that like at a, a deli counter in action like the guy at the counter, maybe you want the cup of gold? No, give me the cup of gold. <laughs> like he's right. He has to like make it less enunciated to prove how big <laughs> his Italian <laughs> dick is. Right. Who's, 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 got, got, who's got the bigger super sad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love all of that. And like you, then I have to do, I have to do the peppers. I have to do a proper cheese selection. That's, the- yeah, that is, that is all absolutely joyful if you, know what you ask me. me you know what you just reminded me of it it, it seems like something giada would say like anytime giada hears an italian oh word, god like, yes like even like the simplest thing like okay now we're gonna put together we're gonna put together this little pasta dish and we're gonna use mozzarella <laughs> <laughs> and the, and because she has that really big mouth it's like extra exaggerated no, she over enunciates it yeah it's it's painful so i guarantee she says gobble and you definitely want to punch her by the end of whatever she's saying. She's insufferable to me. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We would never be literally violent towards her in real life, but um, yeah, wow. Let's just leave that as wow. So Deli Meat Month, I want you to celebrate that. We are going to celebrate that accordingly. I think that's fantastic. Less, less but not least, Dave, I've been meaning to get your take Take your um, women to get a deli sandwich this month. I take your women, yes. T- oh my god! There it's, it is. I as as soon as as soon as this is finished, I'm going to shake my husband awake and say, "Guess what? Celebrate me! It's deli meat month. I'm expecting a full spread of sandwiches tomorrow. That's perfect. Thank you. This and you, you, you can do you. If you really wanted to, if you wanted to go for a hat trick here, you wait till around St. Patty's Day, you take your woman to a deli, and you get her some corned beef. Oh, fuck yes. There you go. This is, this is how relationships stay together, by the that's way. That's how they work. That's how they that's how they work. I don't know what relationship advice you all have been taking, but... It's all been wrong so far. It's all been wrong, and this is this is finally it. I'm here to say this is this is finally working. We're we're like therapists. We are. We are like therapists. Saving your marriage. Saving saving relationships one at a t- one slice at a time. Look at that. Look at oh, that. We're, we're so good. Um, before we go, I've been meaning to kind of get your take on this. So before we got on, you asked me, like, did you hear this new? There's yet another social media platform, um, probably more than just this one, but Clubhouse seems to be the next thing. And I know a lot of um, a lot of other dietitians are on there, and I'll be kind of playing around with doing rooms on there, etc. 
But so tell us I, about what Clubhouse is, because when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, God, this is going to be like the new right wing site. This is going to be their new parlor. But it doesn't it, seem like that at all. So tell everybody what it could, it could go there. My understanding, it really started um, for like black creative professionals. And that's and, and I think that's where it really kind of like popped off. Um, but it is it, it does have a little bit more of a businessy and kind of like trends, you know, business trends kind of a vibe to it. So one of the so rooms I was, work? how does it work? Okay. Okay. So I, not, I, I don't know all of the ins and outs, but you get invited on there. First of all, it's only for iPhone users at the moment. So exactly. So, so you get an invite and then you can go into basically different rooms hosted by different speakers and is there a room of pain is there what's that is there what is there a room of pain not as soon as as soon as they let android users in we will create that okay and so what add it to, dave add it to the list we're just so so busy. God, March March is such a busy month. Now, feeling feeling anxious. Um, so it's like a couple of people hosting a room about a different topic, and these rooms can be recurring every week. So like, there's a future in foods like group and topic rooms and all sorts of different topics. Like really, whatever you want to explore. So really, my big point is. I and feel like you, I keep I'm not mistaken, the big draw is it's voice only, right? Like there's it no is voice it is voice only, no typing, no texting, and no video. You just have your avatar and that's it. So it's kind of like listening to a podcast to some extent. Um except like an one though, right? Like you can yeah. people talk. Yeah, audience members can come in, but remember, there's there's people there trying to promote businesses and things, so it's not always just a free flowing conversation. So mm. I think, like, my biggest question to you is, I feel like okay, there are so many platforms now. I've never, I've never been um, active on Facebook, right? So I take that out of the equation. But at what point are people going to say like, okay, I'm going to spend a little less time interacting on these different apps. At one point are people going to be like, you know what? I just, I just want to be outside and like living my life and not on a screen for so many hours of the day. Like, is that, is that coming? Do you think in, if we could say, post-COVID or post-herd immunity, however you want to quantify the change on which we're hopefully on the edge of. Um, what's what's your take there? Yeah, so first and foremost, I mean, it's really smart of a social media company to pop off now. They're probably even a little late because getting it while everybody was completely stuck inside would probably be absolutely best for business. But aside from that, that's why I mainly only live on Instagram. Like I know there's TikTok out there. I know there's Snapchat, Facebook, whatever, whoever, YouTube. I know there's plenty of other platforms, but I think you have to do that for your sanity. Like I live in one place. I live in Instagram. I know I could branch off and do other ones, but I feel like in order to have that kind of balance, like it, it's just good to be in one place, focus your energy on one thing, be good at what you do. The right people will find you. That's That's been my kind of philosophy the whole way. Yeah, and I, I, I would agree. I would agree with that just like for, for sanity, right? Like how much, how much can you possibly, how could you possibly manage? And then even if you're using it for business purposes, right? And I don't use my social media really to go out and get clients i use it for my messaging and like a little bit of brand work right because I, I want it to be fun and i want it to be educational but even if you're utilizing all these different platforms it, it, in in the name of getting clients how many can how many of them can you manage and still provide value and then get value and some kind of joy out of it because I, I think my thing is is it, when it stops being fun why are like, you doing you, it? You tune out. Like, why? Yeah. Why are you? Why are you doing it if it's not yeah. fun? And, and, and I, I think, think that also comes across to other people that you're just phoning. 
I think so too. I think so too. So I, I, I think there's, I think there's kind of, I think there's kind of a limit, but I wonder like even engagement in general, if, if this summer we're going to see that people are just like on a little bit less, although, so I think what makes some of these other platforms, um, different, what makes every other platform different than clubhouse is everything else you could do kind of passively, right? Like you could kind of, you can't passively create content on Instagram, but you could kind of passively engage. You could passively engage on TikTok. You can get really angry and engage on Twitter, but still you could, you no, but could you know, type it out. You touch on an interesting point right there. So every kind of social media platform has its own personality, right? Like you're not going to put the same content on LinkedIn that you're going to put on Facebook that you're going to put on TikTok. Right. And I, this kind of seems like it's a cool version of Instagram, uh, not Instagram. This seems like it's a cool version of LinkedIn, right? Like it seems more businessy. It seems more kind of buttoned up, not to the point where LinkedIn is, where it's solely, you know, the networking and whatever else, but it seems like it's more in that vein of business. And I said, self-help and like guru. Yes. There's a lot of guru-y people on there for sure. Yeah. I guess with the business, so. And I, 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 I think one of the pros is that you're probably, I think it's a lot more potentially civil because you're not going to say, literally say something rude to someone or any, or publicly that you might, but you might type it on Twitter, right? Like you, that's, that's clearly the case on Twitter. So I think there, there might be some room for some thoughtful dialogue on certain subjects, but I just, but there's I, no I just moderators, right? Like there's actual people there like moderating the discussion. Well, there are, but they're not, my understanding is that they're not actually trained by clubhouse or anything. It's just like you kind of, I think you host a room three times and then it gets to be a standing room. Like you get to keep hosting it. I don't know. Again, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I just wonder like, at what point are we going to say like, okay, this is enough. It's all just kind of saturated. Are we done with like, are we done with platforms? Like how many more platforms are going to pop up? But at the same time, like you get a little jaded with the platforms, right? Like true, true. With Instagram, like I get pissed off at Instagram because of the algorithms, right? Right, right. And every now and then, I'm just like, "This is fucking stupid." Like I'm posting all this stuff; it's good stuff. It's not getting any eyes on it because I'm refusing to pay Instagram to promote it. So I wish. Right. And then I'm like, I, I just wish there was a new Instagram where I could just post my pictures, it be seen by everybody. They're not fucking narrowing it down to only X amount of people. Like, I mean, there is that frustration and I feel like there's that frustration with everything, right? Like people stay away from Facebook because it's toxic. Same with Twitter. So I, I feel like there is kind of that almost breaking point where you're almost like, God, I wish there was something new, but and I don't then something new come and then something new comes up. Right. But I feel like they're, they're all going to fall into the same trap. Like, the big one that was the standalone was Snapchat, right? Like Snapchat was the only one that never got bought out by either Twitter or Facebook. Like Facebook owns Instagram, Facebook owns WhatsApp. And now is Snapchat gone? They've done a great job at burying it. So it's not gone, but all the features are basically the same features that have been taken over by Instagram, like the reels and the stories and everything. Like that was all Snapchat and Instagram basically stole it and blew it up. Right. Well, just like Instagram stole reels to be like TikTok, basically. That's right. And I heard now Twitter is stealing uh, or is making their own platform that's going to be like uh, Clubhouse, right? I think there is there is talk of that. And they have stories now, too. So, yeah, they all just seem to be becoming more and more similar to keep competitive. I don't know. I just wonder sometimes at what point, um, at what point are we just all going to feel like, okay, this is, this is literally too much. It's too consuming. It's yes, it's too, it's too consuming. So I'd like to, by and large, Dave, to sort of, to sort of wrap up. 
where you can always find us. Dave, what's your handle? You got to find me on Instagram at Dave Sharotsky Food Porn Unicorn. And you can find me at notoriously.nicole.rd. We're so glad that you stopped by for a listen. Hey, if you like what you heard, we'd love for you to leave a rating. Drop us some of those stars. And won't you invite a friend of yours to come in and listen? Especially if Until, <laughs> Until next week. If you're a lady, treat yourself to a deli sandwich. <laughs> or, guys, treat the lady in your life and give her that meat. See you next week. Mwah. Mwah.